This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast, with a big name interview show released every Monday and one of these short episodes every day, Tuesday through Sunday. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now, today is November the 6th, and on this day in 1995, Queen released Made in Heaven. It was an album pieced together from recordings made before Freddie Mercury died in 1991. As you'd expect, it went straight in at number one on the charts here in the UK. Going back to 1979, and my namesake, Paul Simon, my middle name is genuinely Simon. Yes, I know. Well, he kicked off his latest British tour at London's Hammersmith Odeon. He was also very generous because he offered to buy everyone in the audience a drink. The tab ran to two grand. Ouch. And speaking of live shows, on this day in 1970, Aerosmith played their first ever gig when they performed at Nipmuc Regional High School in Menden, Massachusetts. Apologies if I've mispronounced the name there. From those humble beginnings, they go on to become America's biggest selling rock band of all time, with over 150 million records sold. Not bad at all. And rounding out our live music topic, on this day in 1965, the Jefferson Airplane performed at the San Francisco Mime Troupe Benefit. Now, this is notable because it was the first show put on by soon-to-be legendary promoter Bill Graham. So there you go. But for today's show, we look at an iconic classic rock song that peaked on the US chart on this day in 1976. Yes, peaking at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 on this day in 1976 and becoming the group's biggest hit is the cowbell classic Don't Fear the Reaper. Taken from Blue Oyster Cult's Agents of Fortune album, the song would become the group's signature tune, a real classic rock anthem. Now with me to talk about the origins of this song is Blue Oyster Cult's very own Albert Bouchard. Don't fear the Reaper. I mean, we, we can't not touch on it. It was absolutely massive. It was just incredible it just kind of came out of nowhere and in terms of the song itself the structure i mean it stops twice it's it's not a regular kind of song either and the fact that it still gets played on 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 the radio and stuff today is still phenomenal i mean what's your what was your thoughts at the time and what's your thoughts about the song now looking back 45 years on oh well uh you know i the first time i heard it well actually not the first the first time i heard it uh don had just called me up and said here's the here's the here's this riff i just wrote i think it's really cool and I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds a little bit like Teen Archer. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm using the same chords, you know. And he gave me a cassette, you know, to listen to on the plane. I had my, my Sony Walkman. And um, so I uh, listened to the cassette, and I'm like, whoa, this is a hit. Holy cow, man. This is the best song I've ever heard. You know, and uh, I thought it was just amazing. It was, uh, it was unusual. Uh, now. There was only 
one verse, just the one verse. And I was like, oh, Don, you need to make it longer, though. It's only like a minute and a half. <laughs> I said, well, I got some ideas. He goes, don't worry, I got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, and but I knew it was I knew it was a hit. And and how do I feel about it now? I love it. I still love the song. I think it's a phenomenal uh, uh, piece of music and also a phenomenal idea. I really, uh, what upset me for a little while was that when people said, oh, it's about suicide. And I'm like, what? I never got that, you know? And then they're like, well, Romeo and Juliet. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, is that what you think of when you think of Romeo and Juliet? I mean, not me. I think about these lovers, you know, and how crazy they were about each other and how their families were against it and all of this other stuff, you know, against all our odds, you know. So I thought it was just super romantic. You know, I think Don, you know, he was raised as some Protestant religion, and I think he's sort of agnostic. You know, he's not really into going to church or any of that stuff. So, uh, so this was his, his like trying to imagine a life after death. The brilliant Albert Bouchard there. That's just a short clip taken from my full interview with him, which you can hear on episode 44 of Vintage Rock Pod. He talks about the cowbell phenomenon that followed, about the other hits of the group leaving the band, lots more as well. So check out the full interview, episode 44. And I actually got to see Albert and his brother Joe play a small gig here in Scotland in the summer. They played a mix of kind of Blue Oyster Cult songs and songs from each of their own albums as well. It was a nice little intimate gig. I really enjoyed it. But that is it for November the 6th. No, this day rocks tomorrow as it's the longer regular show on a Monday, of course. But if you're a fan of these short rock stories, then definitely do check it out. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.